Hi, and welcome back to another Elevator Talk with Michelle. So for the time that is ours to share, I want to talk about how to find your niche. Now, I get asked this question all the time. Michelle, how do I find my niche? When do I know that I've discovered what my niche is? Now, before I unpack all of that, y'all know me. I have a little bouginess to me, so I like to use the word niche. It can also, sometimes you'll hear people talk about their niche. It's the same thing. I just like saying niche. So let's just kind of break it down, unpack it if you will, and then I'll bid you all good day. So number one, in order to find your niche, you want to evaluate your passions and your skills. So this sounds extremely basic. But it really makes a lot of sense. You shouldn't choose a niche just because you're, and I'm air quoting, kind of interested in that thing and expect it to sustain you. It should be something that you see yourself being passionate about for years to come. So I'm kind of interested in making potholders. Not really, but we're going to use that for this examples. But that doesn't mean that I want that to be my niche. I dabble in candle making, but I don't necessarily want to spend all of my time making candles. I love making wax burners, but again, and I'm looking at my supplies across the room actually as I'm doing this video and my wicks and all of that. But that doesn't mean that I want to spend my time making those things. Now, I do have a love for motivating people. I do have a love for talking because I love the sound of my own voice, okay? <laughs> so that is my niche, speaking life into people, being a motivational speaker. So that's the thing that is my passion and where I have great skills. So again, you don't want to just pick that thing that you're, I'm air quoting again, kind of interested in. You know, I, I'm kind of interested in a lot of things, but that doesn't mean that that's something that I want to do for a living. So you have to know the difference. So it is also important to think about the areas that you have special skills or experience in. Ask yourself, what is it that people regularly tell you, you you're good at? So think about that. Just put a pin right there. Think about that. What is it that people often tell you that you're good at? Well, I'm going to share mine. People often say to me, Michelle, you know, you are amazing at diffusing situations. You are amazing at speaking life into people. You are amazing at seeing the good even in the worst of worst situations. And so that's the thing that I believe that God has called me to do because guess what I've been doing it for a long time now it's time for me to get paid for the thing that I love to do and the thing that I'm good at so think about those things now what training and or education do you have what special skills or knowledge have you learned from your on-the-job training you also want to find an area that you're both knowledgeable about and that you love because that's the sweet spot for identifying your niche. That's it right there, y'all. Finding the area that you're both knowledgeable about and that you love is the sweet spot for identifying your niche. Your niche, I'm sorry. So think about that. 
take take time this weekend and really think about that if you're having a hard time figuring it out now i know what you're thinking because i can feel the the fire burning in the back of the room somebody's saying but what if i have more than one thing that i'm good at that i'm knowledgeable in that people often ask me about or come to me for and guess what you can have more than one niche anybody that tells you that you only have one niche or you should only have one niche they are wrong please don't listen to that foolishness because you can have more than one there are a lot of people are they excel i should say in more than one area and that's okay <clears throat> that is very much so okay now i would suggest that you pick one at a time to get off the ground that's why when you have millionaires out here excuse me guys and they are they have several streams of income coming in more times than not that's because they have various uh, niches and so they're taking those niches and they're making money off of them they didn't say well you know i'm good at five things but i'm only going to pick one to make my money off of no they said i'm going to capital capitalize on all five of these they may not have started them all at the same time but you get where i'm going with it so you can have more than one niche that is absolutely okay number two do your research to see if there's a market for your niche so having a passion for your niche isn't enough you also want to make sure there's a need for it otherwise what you're doing will only be a hobby can i say that again because somebody missed it having a passion for your niche isn't enough in and of itself you also want to make sure there is a need for it otherwise what you're doing will only be a hobby it will never become a lucrative business venture for you so i go back to the candle making the wax melts that i talked about now the difference is well i guess that is a little different because there is always a niche for making candles because there are some people i have a good friend of mine his name is mark and he loves candles if you've ever gone past his house he had this shelf that like two shelves if i'm not mistaken might have been just one but anyway the whole thing was lined with candles from bath and body works various scents he said he just loves to have his house smelling good nothing wrong with that and i told him i said you have an addiction sweetie you need to go to counseling for that <laughs> but you know you like what you like so there is a niche uh, I mean, a, a, a desire and a need for making candles. But let's say I had a passion for fishing. Well, there is not a need really for me to be fishing for a living. That's just a hobby. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you have to know the difference. One way to start figuring out what the market is calling for is by doing basic keyword researches. And you can do a basic Google search for this. Simply enter some keywords that are related to your niche and then see what words and phrases get suggested. You may want to narrow down your suggestions by doing monthly, I'm sorry, by monthly search volume competition level and suggested bid so this is something that you can do on your own like i said you just go to google you type in uh some words and or phrases and and hit enter and see what comes back because those things that pop up when you do your google search that's where the 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 niche is. i mean not the niche that is where the need is that's what people are searching for so that's what you also want to to think about capitalizing on so for volume search stick to one 1k to 10k per month 
searches for whatever that thing is that you're looking for. Any less than this probably means there's not much of a market for it anymore and it may be too hard to rank in a search. So if you search for resurfacing skillets, I don't even know if that's a thing to be honest with you, but let's say it was, and you have 20K hits for that particular search, then it's gonna be quite hard for you to get into that market and, and be, and you know, and, and, and excel because a lot of people are looking for it, which means that a lot of people are already doing that. Now, if that's really where your expertise lies and that's what you wanna do, hey, you can go for it if you want to, but I would suggest doing a search and sticking with anywhere from a thousand to ten thousand you know hits per month looking for that thing that you're searching for because that's going to be your sweet spot that's where you want to be so for competition go with low to medium while this tells you how competitive the word or the phrase is in adwords and it's not an organic search, it can still give you a general idea of organic competition levels. So for suggested bid, higher bids often indicate a high level of commercial intent. So higher bids often mean people will pay more because they make more when they rank for those keywords. All this is gonna be in the description box, but those are just things to remember. Number three, you will need to narrow down your niche. So you narrow down your niche already, right? So you had that big overall arching thing that you were searching for, weight loss. Let's go with that, okay? So now you wanna narrow it down. Specifically, what about weight loss? Is it keto eating? Is it fasting? Is it uh, using yoga? Is it weight training? Is it cardio? Is it for a specific age group? Is it indoor workout or outdoor workout? So you see how you can create the overarching niche, but then break it down to, to you know, kind of scale it back. Because what happens is if you leave it and it's just a big random thing, it's gonna be a little harder for you to, again, rank in a search and or excel in that area because it's so broad now i get it some things we like to keep broad like i am a life coach and so that is a broad term for many things am i a life coach for men for women for children for recovering addicts you know i could break that break that down even further if i wanted to but i like to stay with the the whole main thing of, of being a life coach now at some point I may decide that I want to do that but I digress so for example you'll find that travel is a very popular niche so you will want to narrow your focus down to cruises specific foreign travel singles trips um, senior trips family only trips for your niche I, so that's why I wanted to give you that that um, life coach niche umbrella and how broad that is, but I can always narrow it down a little bit more as I go on, you know, as I see fit, or I can cover various er uh, areas. Yeah, various areas underneath of that one umbrella, but travel was a perfect example. Travel is just, it's just out there. What kind of travel do you wanna do? 
are you because there are some people that only book cruises there are some people because i know when i did travel just a few years ago i booked everything cruises resort vacations groups small groups big groups um families singles it didn't matter whatever it is that you wherever you want to go you let me know and i'm on it but you may want to to narrow it down if you choose to so one of the best ways to do this is to use a tool like reddit list to see which subtopics or sub niches you may want to pursue and simply all you do is you type in your main keywords and then scroll through the most popular subreddits to see if any of those things appeal to you simple as that and then you can delve even deeper by visiting those subreddits as well as niche groups and forums to see which topics or questions come up regularly this could help you further define your niche as well as help you come up with additional sub niches or blog topics for the future same thing with blogs and blogs podcasts as well you can have a podcast so my podcast as you know is elevator talk with michelle and I've not narrowed it down to a sub niche because I like talking about a wide variety of things, but I could narrow it down. However, I don't want to just talk about one area specifically, but that's just me. You may decide that you want to. Number four, check out your competition for yourself. So keyword research is important, but you'll also want to see for yourself what the competition is looking like for your niche or your sub niche google some of the keywords that you found to see which sites come up on their first page and you'll find one of three things number one there are already tons of well-known sites ranking for those keywords this niche may be oversaturated and it may be better to find one that isn't quite so popular because again you want to make sure that you could you stand a chance of standing out number two there are no sites ranking for those keywords so be careful here because this could indicate that there's lots of opportunity and you know the butt's coming that big butt is always hanging around but more likely it means others have already discovered there is no market for that niche and that's why there's nothing coming up so half uh, what is it um six and one half a dozen in the other you're taking a chance on that one because there that could indicate that there's room for growth but it could also indicate that people have already figured out there's there's nothing there so they they've moved on and then the third thing there are some sites ranking for those keywords but they're generally smaller or low quality and this is generally a good sign that this niche is worth pursuing there is likely a market for this niche and the competition won't be too large so when you do your search you're going to find one of those three things so congratulations because at this point you've chosen a niche and scooped out the competition now it's time to see if the niche is <clears throat> really as popular and lucrative as you're hoping that it will be because i'm gonna tell you a little secret you can find a niche and you think oh i've hit the jackpot this is the right one for me you get in it and it's working for other people but for whatever reason it's not working for the audience that you are in front of on a daily or weekly basis number five it's time to test your niche so while the market research you've already done is helpful testing the market in real time can really show you whether you're on the right track 
One way to test your niche before you set up an entire website is to create a landing page that promotes a free info product that's related to your niche. And you can use landing pages to do that. Next, you will want to drive traffic to your landing page using AdWords. This will allow you, and, and let me put a pin right here because I, I realize that what I'm giving you probably is a lot for most people, but just take your time and go step by step. And I promise you, it's not as, as difficult as you think. This will allow you to see how much interest there is in your niche and or product, both in terms of traffic and downloads. Keep in mind that if you are getting, excuse me, lots of traffic through AdWords, but not many converse, conversions, it's probably an issue with your landing page copy and not the niche itself. So just keep that in mind. Another way to validate your niche is to survey your target market. Promote your survey anywhere you have contact with your, your target market. So it could be in your guest posts, in industry-related groups, on social media, via Google surveys, and you can pay Google to promote those for you. And the list can go on and on, but, but you wanna put out a survey to see what it is that people want and or need. And here's some final thoughts. While this process won't guarantee that you'll succeed in your niche, it will spark some ideas and give you a great place to start. It will also help minimize the risk that comes with starting a niche site, saving you time, money, and, and, and loads of frustration. Because it can be frustrating when you're just getting started because you don't know when you put your stuff out there if people are going to be interested or not you just don't until you put it out there now you can look at <clears throat> casey neistat you can look at eric thomas tony robbins jan levan zant lisa nichols and and the list can go on and on people out there doing what they do and you say wow you know what if they're doing it i can do it and then you go to do it and it doesn't work out for you well number one you're not them you, you can probably copy what they do, but you're not them. And so you got to find what works for you. And you're saying to yourself, well, they're doing it and they're excelling at it. How come I'm not? Well, guess what? Because again, you're not them. And you have some of these well-known individuals out here. They can create a product and a website or whatever, and people will flock to it. And whatever they're doing could be total garbage. But because they are who they are, people, excuse me, are going to flock to whatever it is that they're doing. That's just the way life is. That's why I want you to take your time to find what is best for you and what's going to work for you. And you may have to repeat this process a couple of times before you find that thing that's going to work for you. But I promise you, if you stick with it, it will work out for you. Now, I'll also leave you with this. You may need to get you a coach and or a mentor to help you with this because you want to make sure that you're not just spinning your wheels and going nowhere. That's just that. See, that, that's the difference between a spinning bike. And I have a spinning bike in my room across the room. I'm actually looking at it. But that's the difference between my spinning bike and a bike that I would take out on the road. I can pedal on my spinning bike just like I can pedal outside 
I can shift gears on my spinning bike just like well I guess I could shift gears on a bike outside the difference is that I can pedal to my heart's content but on the spinning bike I'm not gonna go anywhere I'm not gonna leave the spot that that bike is in but if I get on the bike outside and I do all those things and I'm pedaling guess what I'm moving I'm going someplace and so that's what you want to make sure you're not doing spinning your wheels going nowhere because this can be time-consuming so don't jump out there thinking that you're just going to excel overnight because it doesn't always work that way. And it's not the end of the world. I always say anything worth having is certainly worth putting some time and energy and effort into. And sometimes we just have to wait. Rome was not built in a day. Noah's Ark was not built in a day. So sometimes we just have to wait. Okay? So you guys, I want to say thank you so much for giving me just a little bit of your time to talk about how to find your niche and I hope something that I shared with you today helps you out I will review those steps and then I'm going to bid you good day the first thing I said you want to evaluate your passions and your skills and it's like I said it sounds very basic but it makes a lot of sense number two I said do your research to see if there is a market for your niche because we all have great ideas right we, have, we all have great ideas some are a little more interesting than others, but we all have great ideas. But what I don't want you to do is jump out there and, and start going for what it, what it is that you think you've been called to do. And you're like that spinning bike where you're pedaling, but you're not going anywhere because there's not a market for whatever it is that, you, that you're good at. Mm. Excuse me, I need to take a drink. There's not a market for what you love. So that's why I said you've got to do your homework. Number three, I said you'll need to narrow down your niche. So <clears throat> you come up with the, the overall niche, health and wellness. But then you want to narrow that down. Health and wellness for who? Health and wellness in terms of eating healthy, diet plans, exercise plans. You need to, to be a little specific with that one. Number four, I said, check out your competition for yourself. Okay, don't, and, and, and this, this may be a, a lengthy process. It can be as you're looking at your, looking into your, your competition, but you can always do it, like I said, by type, doing a Google search, typing in keywords, and it's going to bring you back. I talked about one of three things. There will always be a ton of sites ranking for those keywords. This, this niche may be oversaturated and it may be better to find one that isn't quite so popular. Or number two, there are no site rankings for those keywords, but you need to be careful because it can indicate that there's a lot of opportunity, but more likely it means that others have already discovered there's no market for that niche. And the third thing I said is there are some sites ranking for keywords, but they're generally smaller and low quality. And it's generally a good sign that that niche is worth pursuing. And there's likely a market for that niche and the competition won't be as large. And number five, I said it's time to test your niche. So while the market research that you've already done is helpful, testing the market in real time can really show you if you're on the right track. And I talked about how you can do that by creating a landing page and offering a free product. Because guess what? People love free products. And here's the thing. That free product, that can be 
the key to open up the door for whatever it is that you're trying to do. You give people that free product and they love it. They're going to say, hey, I want more. I've had people watch one of my videos because it was suggested on YouTube and they loved the video that I was, whatever it was I was talking about, and they binged watch. I hear this all the time. Michelle, girl, I, I binge watched your videos and I love your content. And it all started because YouTube suggested that video. So it's the same thing with the free product. Give people a free product. They love that product. Guess what? They're going to go to your website and see, well, what else does this person have to offer? Because I really enjoyed this. Okay. And so you can also use land lead pages. I think I may have called the landing pages early, but you can use something called lead pages to create that uh, free product for yourself. And then lastly, I talked about while the process will won't guarantee you that you'll succeed and the process, meaning all that I shared with you today, won't guarantee that you're going to succeed in your niche. It will spark some ideas and give you a great place to start. It will also help minimize the risk that comes with starting a niche, a niche site, saving you time, money, and loads of frustration. So you guys, that's it. That's my time. I hope something that I said helps you to figure out how to determine what your niche is, where, where's your passion, what is it that you love, what do people come to you for, and, and being able to differentiate, differentiate that between just a hobby, because there's a difference between something that you're good at and something that's just a hobby so you want to know the difference so you're not wasting your time and it's not really wasting your time because it's something you like to do anyway but if you're looking to to benefit from it and make money off of it then i don't want you wasting your time on those things that you just love as a hobby i want you to spend it on those things that's going to really bring you in some money so if you're new to listening to my podcast, I want to say welcome. So glad to have you here. I put out a podcast every Saturday. If this is not your first rodeo, I want to say welcome back. So glad to have you guys back. You all go out there. Enjoy your day to the fullest. Have an amazing day on purpose. This is the beginning of the month. And you have quite a few more weeks left in this month to, to do those things that you want to do to create the niche that you've been looking for or to to downsize it to bring it in do a roundabout whatever it is that you need to do take the time to do that because this is the last month in the third quarter and what I want you to do is end it strong so that you can go into that fourth quarter with your head held high already knowing what it is that you want to do so please be sure to subscribe and support my podcast. Your support is greatly appreciated and you can do so for as little as 99 cents a month, you guys. This greatly helps me to continue doing what I love to do. You all know the drill. You know the spill. I love you all to the moon and back and there's nothing. And I mean absolutely nothing that you can do about it. So go out there and be great because great is calling you and great is calling me. Until next week, take care.